Greetings, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Communication Guru Podcast, where we believe it's not always what you say, but how you say it that matters. I'm your host, Tim McMurtry, President and CEO of Tim McMurtry International LLC, a business consultancy specializing in personal development and training, government and public affairs, and corporate and community relations. I'm delighted to have you join us today, and I thank you for your listenership and viewership of this show. Our aim on this platform is to discuss nuances and insights relative to the communication continuum to help you to maximize the impact and results of effective communication within your own various spheres of influence, be it your relationships, be it your personal life, be it your workplace, etc. We're here to help you become a top-notch communicator. So be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, The Communication Guru Podcast, The Communication Guru Podcast, so that you can be notified when new episodes are released and are available. In this day and age, there's a lot of discussion around how best to discuss and access what you want to do, be, and have in life. There's a movie and banter around The Secret. I'm sure you've probably heard of it, you know, how you can manifest the things in your life. You know, it's the secret to that. There also has been a lot of discussion around the power of attraction, how you attract stuff into your life, how you do that, you know, name it and claim it, you know, vision boards. And even on one of our previous episodes here, we discussed the power of words, knowing that death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof, simply meaning that your words are the construction workers to your life, and they have creative power to bring into the physical material world that which had only previously been imagined. So whatever words your, whatever pictures, I should say, your words paint, they can manifest that. So those are a couple of ways that one can manifest some things, but they aren't the only ways and what I want to do today is talk about another gem that is often overlooked but might be the most significant component to manifesting those things that you want to do be and have in your life and that my friends is the power of your feelings so manifesting the power of your feelings is what we will discuss you know today you know feelings nothing more than feelings feelings man they make a difference and we're going to get into some of those ways that feelings make a difference because i believe that once we can master our feelings we are going to be unstoppable i mean that literally and so, believe it or not, how you feel about something greatly impacts your ability to get it or receive it or not. As such, it behooves us to peep and check, you know, to acknowledge our feelings and those that aren't in the direction that we want them to go in, check ourselves. You know, check yourself before you wreck yourself because shotgun bullets are bad for your health. Y'all remember that? So, your feelings need to be monitored. Why? Because they have a great impact in what you attract or bring into or manifest in your life. We're going to check it out. In many instances, uh, we will have to feel 
as if we are already the embodiment of what it is that we desire before it manifests. You know, there's a, a saying, I think there's a Missouri is the show me state. And, you know, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. When I see it, I believe it. Well, in, in this level of manifestation, even before you see it, you have to feel it. Matter of fact, you have to feel it enable to enable you to be able to see it. Because if you don't feel it, you're not going to see it. And what you will manifest is what you are feeling, which is often off the mark of what your desire is. And so sometimes when you're not manifesting what you want, it's not because you have outside forces blocking you. It's because you have not aligned in a persistent, consistent manner your inner feelings about you already being that thing to the point to where you force its manifestation. What you have forced is actually its opposite, the non-manifestation of it, because there's been a persistent feeling of inadequacy that you may have had, that you may have been feeling, that you don't deserve this, or you're not good enough, or you don't have enough credentials, or you don't have enough alphabet soup behind your name, or you don't have the experience, and blah, 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 the don't, 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 not, not, not. And you've been feeling that, and you've been manifesting the not what you desireness. So what we want to do today is, is, is talk about how can we build up our skill set in feeling a certain way at will for the purpose of being able to pull those things we desire from the invisible fourth dimension into our three-dimensional physical world. And that's what we're going to discuss on, 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 on the podcast uh, today. Now, now, there is a powerful and insightful illustration of the power of feelings and feel in the Bible, okay, in Scripture. Now, the Bible sometimes gets short shrift. People think you got to be a religious person to really extract it. You don't. The Bible is probably the single greatest source of life lessons and wisdom that's here in the world, in the literary world for sure. And scripture is chock full of wisdom and life insights, and we'll extract some of those things today. You know, in fact, there's a number of different adages that we hear that have now made its way into uh, popular culture, uh, societal jargon, and the lexicon that actually have its basis in the Bible. Here go a couple of examples for you right here. Uh, what about the golden rule? You know the golden rule? You know the golden rule, don't you? Do unto others as you will have them do unto you. Yeah, that's from the Bible. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Uh-huh. The other man, what goes around comes around. You know what goes around comes. They had what they 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 had that coming to them. You know what goes around comes around. Right. That's from the Bible as well. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. And there are many others that I can get into, but a lot of those sayings that you hear and people trying to sound deep by saying it, that came from the Bible. So, in like manner, we're going to talk about this power of feelings using Scripture as well because we can extract wisdom from Scripture. And that's what we're going to roll with today. And Scripture is not limited to the church. You can be outside living your life. Principles are principles. Did you know that, you know, even the, 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 the part of debt that stays on your credit report and it falls off after seven years, that's based on the Bible? That's based on the Bible, bruh. So a lot of the societal things that we have, marriage itself is based on holy matrimony. Okay? 
And then when you talk about the power of words, have you ever noticed when people, you know, get arrested and says, hey, you have the right to what? To remain silent. Why? Because whatever you say can and will be used against you. That's going back to death and life is in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So watch what you say. So those principles all come from Scripture. So with this episode, I'm going to extract this truth about the manifestation, the, the key of feelings or feelings being key to manifesting uh, what you want through Scripture. Uh, over in Colossians chapter number three, we're going to start there. Verses 1 and 2 says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Set your affection. So what that tells us is that I have to have a starting point. Okay? When I'm trying to manifest stuff in my life, i got to start somewhere. And there is a good place to start, and there is a not good place to start. So what I want to do is get to that good place and start there and when i'm in the starting blocks as it were of that good place i want to set my affections there i don't want to be wishy-washy sometimes up sometimes down sometimes level to the ground no i want to always be at that level why because i'm trying to get something so i got to use all the tools at my disposal to be able to get what i'm trying to get because i gotta have it now is when i gotta have it so, so it reminds me, I was running track back in high school. I was a three-sport athlete, and um, if I do say myself, <laughs> I was kind of cold. So don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I've been fresh a long time. <laughs> let me, let me, let me relax. So just so you know, I set three records in football in high school. Longest run from scrimmage, 98 yards. Uh, most receptions in a game, 13. And most receiving yards, 153. So I'm a record setter. Anyway, so I was running track, right? And, you know, you have this thing. You have what you call the starting blocks. That's where the runner, I was a sprinter, everything under 400 meters, 60 yard, 60 meters, 100 meters, 200 meters. And I happened to be running at this track meet, a 200-meter race. Now, you're supposed to have the starting blocks, but I was kind of in my chest about something that day. I just didn't feel like I didn't, my feelings, I didn't feel like going through all of this. And so... When you get into the starting blocks, the starting blocks are designed to give you a firm foundation, a launch pad for you in your race, help you with your explosion out of the blocks to give you a good start to maximize your chances of winning the race. Now, I didn't use the starting blocks. When they came out to the blocks, I waved them off like I don't need them. Like, you know what the blocks? No, I'm not. So I'm, I'm standing up at the runners. Take your mark. Again, you want to start somewhere and set your affection there. At that starting place. Runners, take your mark. Get set. Set means don't move. Stay in this spot till the gun go off so you can start this race. So I didn't have any blocks. I'm standing up. Runners, take your mark. I'm on my mark. One foot in front of the other. Leaning forward like I'm about to go. Set. I'm holding it. Gun goes off. Run. I ran a good race because, you know, like I'm pretty fast. I finished in third, so I took a medal. But, you know, as <laughs> my pastor, Pastor Skip, said, hey, if you don't win first place, even second place, that's first loser. <laughs> no shade to you silver and bronze medalists, but you didn't win. Anyway, so I finished third in that race. And after the race, I said, you know what? 
had I had my starting blocks, I probably could have won the race. But my start wasn't the best that it could have been. And it cost me a chance to win the race. And it cost me that because I was in my feelings. So that's one minor example of how your feelings can impact your actions and how your actions can impact your outcomes. And we want to be able to maximize outcomes, particularly when we have the potential to do it. So if you have the potential to be a 10, just because you can in your sleep be an 8.5 on your natural talent, your gifts, your skills, your resources, you can be 8.5 without trying. But you could be a 10. Now you have potential, potential, potential to be a 10. So if you put forth the right effort, manage your feelings, grow them in the right way, point them in the right direction, you could actually be that 10 that you have the potential to be and not settling for a 8.5 or a 9, even a 9.5, which is great. That's like getting a 95 on the test. That's pretty much an A in most classes. But if you have the potential to have 100, 95 is shortchanging yourself. So we don't want to shortchange ourselves in the things that we do. So get to the starting blocks. So first of all, having a mindset that, hey, my feelings matter. Start there. So as you're feeling some kind of way in any circumstances, check yourself. How am I feeling? Am I feeling empowered? Am I feeling in a way that's going to get me what I'm desiring? Or am I feeling defeated pitiful, etc. And if I am feeling any of that latter stuff, choke that off and get to feeling the way you're supposed to be feeling. Why? Because it has a determining factor on what you are going to be able to get. The next verse we're going to talk about is uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And be not conformed, check this out, and be not conformed to this world. Well, everybody is doing it. You ain't everybody. Well, most people, you ain't most people. Again, there is some stuff you have to do in this to be able to manifest. It ain't always somebody else. Well, I would have, but then they so and so and so and so. I would have, but then, but then, uh-uh, uh-uh. Some of the stuff is on you. And you have to take the mindset of, I don't care what the next man or woman is doing. They can't stop me. Why? Because I'm going to have my whole person be so in tune with all of the laws and principles that dictate manifesting that no outside force can stop me. Period. Then. So be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Be ye transformed. So you can transform your life. Your life is at point A today. You want to be at point B. You can transform your life from point A to point B. You can transform your circumstance from where it is right now to where you want it to be. Transformation. That means starting as something and becoming something else through some process. What is that process? And be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to start thinking different. I have to start thinking, you know what, my feelings matter. Maybe you haven't really taken account of your feelings. Except in the extreme case, you got mad at somebody and y'all got into an argument or a conflict. Okay, then you, now you know. Or you were so uh, puppy-loved, you know, and somebody just, you know, you love them. Oh, my feelings. Okay, those are two extremes people typically know about or are in tune with love and anger. But there are more feelings than that that help dictate what you get in and out of life.
So be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This means simply that the battleground for us, the battleground for us is the mind. And so one of the tools in our toolkit in that arsenal, that mental arsenal, is our feelings. Now, all this that I'm saying right now is preamble to get to my main point, the main scripture I want to talk about. And you might be familiar with it. It's the story of uh, 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 Jacob and Esau. And we're going to get to it, but I don't know if you ever looked at it in this frame of mind that I'm going to go ahead and present it in today because I want to drill home the principle of the power of feelings in manifesting that what we want to do, be, and have. So as I've mentioned before, uh, two important components to always consider when you're talking about manifestation is the conscious and the subconscious. The conscious is simply uh, our awareness of being. It's the place where we receive and interpret signals from our five senses. You know, taste, touch, smell, sight, and hearing. When we have those things, we've been given those things to be able to navigate throughout life. And those things are there to help us interpret the world. But that's not the only element that we have that is a non-physical dimension to us. If you recall, we are spirit, soul, and body. We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. So we have to take into account all three of these dimensions that we are to be able to maximize our success in our lives. Now, the subconscious is the innermost part of us. It's the governor that greatly influences our actions based on what is impressed upon it. It is the place where our patterns of thinking and habits are housed. Patterns of habits and thinking. Those make up paradigms. People talk about, you got to do a paradigm shift. A paradigm shift. Well, how do you shift the paradigm? One, you have to acknowledge what your habits and patterns of thinking are. And you have to adjust them to what you want to be so that when you do those habitually or consistently or on a regular basis, they grow into a paradigm. And as your paradigm or your habits and patterns of thinking shift, your paradigm will also shift. Let's keep going. It is a place where our patterns of thinking or habits are housed. And when they are not deliberately influenced to change a paradigm, they will run on autopilot. What that means is that a lot of things that we do, we do them subconsciously because they've been set in motion by our subconscious. Okay. What we have free will to do is we have the free will to put into or program or plug into our subconscious what we desire. Once it's plugged in there, though, it then takes on, as it were, a mind of its own to bring to pass that which was a program in it. Uh, think about a man and a woman. Okay, let the man be uh, symbolic of conscious, woman being subconscious. And the seed that a man implants in a woman, that is the desire that you have, okay? So when a man, now he can put the seed in the woman. The woman can't create the seed. She can't manufacture the seed. All she can do is receive the seed, incubate it, and bring it to birth. Whoa, this is good and juicy, ain't it? That's all she can do. So whatever's in that seed, whatever's in that thought, once it reaches the subconscious, the subconscious is going to go to work trying to make it come to pass. 
the placenta, the amniotic fluid, and all the other stuff that be inside of a woman that take that seed and take it from being just a seed into, of course, she has the egg, but the egg is the word, the receptacle of the seed. And so when you have conscious thoughts, if your conscious thoughts are negative and always, I can't do it, and defeat is, that seed is going to go into your subconscious. And the things that you want to do but can't seem to ever accomplish is going to be because of the seed that you put into the subconscious. Conversely, if you begin to feed the subconscious with the right kinds of seed, I got it already. I'm already a winner. I'm already a millionaire. I'm already this. Even before you see it, what happens? That subconscious goes to work with all of its quote-unquote resources to bring it to pass, similar to whatever seed that man puts into a woman, that's what's coming out, okay? If the seed got blue eyes, it's going to be blue-eyed. If it got brown eyes, it's going to be brown eyed. If the seed is a short seed, that joker going to be short coming out. If the seed is a big old tall Shaquille O'Neal shack size joker, that joker going to be Shaq, based on what? Based on what the seed was, okay? So when you have a thought when you wrap that thought in a feeling, it becomes seed that your subconscious takes and goes to work to manifest. Let me quickly go through this story, and we're going to drive this point home, and that's going to be a wrap for us. So I was talking about uh, Jacob and Esau, and this is where you know Esau, as the firstborn back in those days, the firstborn had the birthright to all of the legacy, the wealth, uh, the inheritance that the family had accumulated from the dad. And Jacob, because he was the younger, I mean, they were kind of twins. They came out at the same time. One came out first or whatever. And so that is what the custom was. But because of the power of feeling, uh, the natural order of things was disrupted because the power of feeling is that powerful. You can feel your way into manifestation, which is what we're talking about today, manifesting the power of feeling. And so in this story, there's oftentimes talking about how Jacob stole his brother's birthright. So as he's looked at as a bad guy. He did, he did his brother wrong. He shouldn't have did that. But his brother contributed to it. But the main thing I want you to focus on here is not that part of it, but the deeper uh, uh, insight of how you can feel your way into those things that you desire, okay? So, so, so in, in Genesis chapter 27, I want you to listen very, very closely because all the elements of conscious, subconscious, feelings, all of it is present, and we're going to break it down so you can see it. You're going to see this like you ain't never saw before because when I got this, I was like, oh, because that's, that's what this is. Is that what this is? It was a revelation. For real, for real. Dig this. Okay, so 27, chapter 27, Genesis. Now, even if you don't like to, just, 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 just roll with me. Come on now. Roll with me. Come on now. Don't be a hater. Appreciate. All right. It said, and it came to pass that listen, you got to listen, you got to listen, you got to listen closely because there are clues dropped here that you are already operating in that you don't even know. So we're going to bring some light to that so that you can know how to operate in that stuff better and at will and on purpose so you can manifest all that you want in and out of life. We're here to get our stuff, y'all. I'm with you. I'm here to get mine, too. You know you got some stuff that you ain't yet achieved yet. 
This right here is going to help you get that. And if you want to send me a blessing, a donation, a seed, you can do that. All righty. We'll get to that later. So chapter 27, chapter 27, Genesis, starting at verse 1. It says, and it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, so his sight was gone. So he couldn't use his sight no more. So that's a sense thing that he couldn't use no more. Now feeling is going to come into play because he can't see. Now he has to feel. Yeah. That's in the first verse. Already dropping clues. So, and it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim that he could not see, he called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, My son. And he said unto him, Behold, here I am. Here, here am I. And he said, Behold, now I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now, therefore, take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver and thy bow and go out into the field and take me some venison. Go out and kill me some animals and make me some of that meat you be making. Boy, you can barbecue some some venison. Boy, you is the barbecue king. Well, put some of that open pit on there and maybe some sweet baby raid. And you got some special marinating things. You can some of that lemon and, and paprika and garlic and honey barbecue. That's what he was saying. Do all that to that meat because I want some of that meal that you be making. That's what the daddy was saying to the son. Continuing on, verse number four. And make me savory meat such as I love. You know I like. That's my favorite thing to be eating. Go on out there and kill one of them animals. Cut it up, chop it up, put it on that grill and, 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 and marinate it and put that sauce on there and bring it on to me. And make me savory meat such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat that my soul may bless thee before I die. I'm going to convey the blessing on you. So after you give me that, you're going to get all your heart's desires. You're going to get this inheritance. You're going to get that stuff you've been longing for. I got it for you. Just go get me that meal and I got you covered. Verse number five. And Rebecca heard when Isaac spoke or spake to Esau, his son, and... Pay close attention, y'all. Just, 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 just follow me. And, and, and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. And Rebekah spake to Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau, thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, is her still talking to Jacob. Therefore, my son, obey my voice. You have some hunches, some intuition, some things that are speaking to you. Obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids or two goats of the goats or of the two kids of the goats, baby goats. And I will make them savory meat for thy father such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father that he may eat and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah. His mother, behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. He's here. We're two different people. Daddy gonna know that that ain't I ain't Esau. He got hair all on him. I'm a smooth joker. He got. Uh, I'm gonna get in trouble. I might get a whooping. Mama, what are you talking about? Verse twelve. My father, peradventure, will feel. Check this out. Will feel me. Cause remember, he said his eyes is dim. He can't see. So he got to go by feel. So he going to feel me and he shall and, and I shall seem as a deceiver and I shall 
bring a curse unto me and not a blessing. So here you have two sons. One is hairy, one is smooth. One, the father said, go out and do this, okay? The other one, the mama overheard it. She like, no, nah, you should have that blessing, okay? I know you ain't the firstborn, but you the one that's supposed to have the blessing. There's a whole nother spiritual piece dimension to this that, you know, has been prophesied that he was going to be, you know, the one and all this kind of stuff. We won't go into that right now, but just for the sake of the feel piece. So his eyes were dim. He could not see. So he got to base what he's doing on his feeling. I'm going to drive it home in just a second. But I want you just to listen to this, this, this backdrop stuff because it gives context. A few more verses and I'll keep going. Verse 13. And his mother said unto him, upon me be the curse, my son. If you get in trouble, put it on me, not on you. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. And he went and fetched and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory meat such as his father loved. Okay. And Rebecca took goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. So Jacob, Esau was the hunter. He was out going hunting. Uh, Jacob was the smooth dude. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't no hunter, didn't know how to kill him, didn't know how to skin him and all that kind of stuff. And so the mother said, don't worry about that. Go get me some goats. I'll cook them. I know you don't know how to cook, and all that, but I'll cook them because I taught the little, the little brother how to cook. I know what savory meat is, and I know what your daddy like to eat. So what, this, what we have here, just, just to set the table for you, check this out. So Isaac is like God. Okay, God has no respect to a person. Whoever positions themselves to receive the best that life has to offer, they're going to get it. If you do all the principles, if you put your mind right, if you're saying the right words, if you are positioning yourself to manifest, you will. Okay, God, the, 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 the thing about Isaac saying, hey, my eyes are dim, I cannot see. So he ain't going by sin. He ain't looking at who the prettiest, who the ugliest, who the fattest, who the skinniest, who the coolest, who, sharp, who the sharpest dressed. Uh-uh. He's going by who is able to rock the principles. And whoever rocks the principles, whoever feels as if they deserve, whoever feels that they have the unmitigated gall to go after their dreams, that's who's going to get it. That's number one. Number two, the mother. Rebecca, she's symbolic here of your subjective intuition, your hunches, your inner unctions. You know what? I should go down this street. You know what? I should do this. No, okay. you know what? I should. Those are different things that the spirit realm speaks to you, different moves you ought to make. She told him, hey, man, go kill them little kid goats. Bring them to me and I'll go ahead and put you your subjective reasoning. It knows what steps you need to be taking. To manifest that which you desire. It knows what's in the fourth dimension. It knows what to do for you to bring it into the third dimension. But you got to be paying attention to it. That's why she kept saying, obey my voice. I'll be speaking to you. You know what I'm saying? You've said stuff to yourself. Hey, man, you know what? I thought that. I should have did. You know what I'm saying? My first mind told me to do so and so and so and so, but I didn't do it. Right. That was your first mind trying to give you voice. It was giving voice to you on what to do. Obey his voice. Why? Because everything the Bible talks about back in Genesis, early in, early in Genesis, it talked about the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And God, you know, said, let there be light. And then this happened and that happened and all this stuff. It, he created all of the earth. So everything that you desire is already created. It's already here. You're just trying to manifest it. So those unctions, those subjective reasonings, they know where the stuff is. 
trying to tell you do this so that what you are looking for can manifest. Let me keep going. Esau represents the one that went out. Father said, go out and get that food, kill that thing, cook it, barbecue it, put that sauce on it, marinate it, put that seasoning all on it, paprika and garlic and all onions and, and stuff, and bring it on to me so I can kill that eating it. Lord Jesus. That's what the father was. So Esau represents your conscience, who you are right now. Okay, you want to be a millionaire, but you might not be a millionaire yet. So Esau is the yo non millionaire self. So what he told him was go out and get the venison. So go on out. So what you have to do is you have to displace the feeling of your inadequacies, the feelings of your not being what you want to be yet. You have to move that out of the way. You have to send that out on an errand and replace it with Jacob. Jacob is symbolic of what you desire to really be. Yeah. You starting to get it now? You have to feel that you're already that. And so the mother said, hey, go get the kids, bring them to me, and I'll put some stuff on you to make you feel like you that hairy one. So in essence, you, as of right now, you have to feel your way into being something that you are not. And you have to persist in that feeling so that it can then manifest that which you are not now physically to be that physically. So you have to become it mentally first. Become it in your feelings first. You have to feel millionaire-ish. You have to feel it first. What would it be like if you did have a bank account that had $3.8974 million in it? Uh-huh. You'd be shopping at Neiman Marcus. Saks Fifth Avenue, you'd be going out to eat, asking for whatever. Hey, let me get some appetizers. Let me get some entrees. Let me get some hors d'oeuvres. Let me get some dessert. Matter of fact, when I leave, uh, make me everything I want and put that in as a go bag because I want to eat that later on tonight while I'm watching Sports Center as my late night snack. So whatever feeling you would have, if you had it, you have to now muster up that feeling now before you have it so that your feelings of having it will manifest it so you will actually get it. Ah, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Ooh. Okay? So, so, so Jacob is your desire in the not yet manifested form. You want to become more aware of your desired status than your current physical state or your desired state more than your physical current state because what you pay attention to, what you feel, what you feed upon through mental dwelling and meditation, you bring into manifestation. You got to feel that thing. Now, let's drive this on home and I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to wrap this up. So, so this is so. So now you got the cast of characters, how the conscious and the subconscious plays out, how it's been depicted in this in 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 in, in this in this here setting. Now let's see what the results were. So the, because he put all that stuff on him, when the daddy went to feel him, he had to feel. So even if let's say you got some bills that are due, do you feel like a millionaire? Are you really that? Man, if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't have these big. Well, you got to feel long enough to get to the point to where your stuff manifests. 
and you can pay all them bills off. Matter of fact, in the midst of you feeling a certain kind of a way, there could be some miraculous things that happen. That you have some supernatural miracles that happen to wipe out some of that stuff. So you ended up not having to pay it. It got paid off in some other manner. Why? Because while you are feeling a certain way, okay, there are some things that take place that you know not of. You don't know how a baby goes from being just a seed planted in the egg in the woman, and after nine months it grows into a full-fledged human being that got a skull, that got skeletal muscles, that comes out with arms. And You don't know how that happened. It was some stuff going on that you know not of. You just know that it started as a little seed. Then it grow up into being something that be birthed out. And it can be 9, 10, 11, 15 pounds. How it go from being a seed that's microscopic to a 15-pound baby? You don't know. Just like you don't know how the things are going to manifest. What you do know, though, is I feel that this is what my desire is. And I feel that I already have it. So I'm going to set my affection on this feeling and whatever the feeling needs to do in its own way and own unseen stuff, whatever resources, whatever, however that process is, go ahead and process. Just manifest. So check out, check out the manifestation. Verse 18. And I'm almost done. And he came to his father. This is Jacob. After he went and got the stuff, had his mama cook the food on up. She put the little stuff on him, make him feel like he was hairy. He was, she was, again, she is symbolic of your subjective reasoning. Your subjective reasoning. That's you feeling a certain kind of a way. That she was the equivalent of him feeling that he was Esau. He was feeling he was him. And when his father rubs on him and feels him, he going to see too. Wait a minute, you are, uh, well, let, me, let me just read it. Let me just read it. Let me just read it. It said, and he came into his father and said, my father. And he said, here I am. Here am I. Who art thou, my son? So his father was asking him, who are you? Now, he could have said, well, I was going to fake like I was Esau, but I really ain't. Same thing with you. you I want to be a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. Who are you? I'm a millionaire. Well, you got a, your electric bill is due, and they saying they're going to cut your stuff off. I don't care. I feel like I'm a millionaire. Well, if you was a millionaire, how come you ain't got 100,000 followers yet on your social media stuff? I don't know about that. I just, I am a millionaire. Who are you? So your current circumstance will be asking, who are you? And you're going to have to feel like you are already what you want to be to be able to push past that so it can manifest. Let's keep reading. Verse 19. And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, my firstborn. I am the millionaire. I am the business owner. I am the person with a million followers on my social media. I am this. I am that. You have to am who you are already, even if you ain't got it in your hand yet, man, is what I'm saying. You got to feel that thing. You got to convince yourself that you are already that before it manifests. Why? Because as you feel it long enough, you will become it. <sighs> I'm talking to me as much as I'm talking to you. So let us listen up. Verse 19, and Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, and sit and eat my venison, that thy soul may bless me. So all the while you are believing yourself to be something that you might not have manifested yet, you can't have second thoughts. You ain't really that. You ain't really that. You got imposter syndrome. No, man, I am that. He said, I am Esau. Now, 
I ain't talking about the he, he wasn't he trying he was telling a lie. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that you don't have to feel that you are more than what you are. And you can't be telling yourself that's a lie. You ain't that. You ain't no millionaire. You ain't no business owner. You ain't no high achiever. You're not successful. You can't be telling yourself that you can uh uh-uh, I am that. And you have to be that even before it manifests so that it can manifest. So he said, who are you? I'm Esau. I'm the hairy one. I'm the one that is about to get that blessing is who I am, sir. Get on up here and eat this food. He was bold with it, even though he wasn't him yet. He was going to get that blessing. Why? Because he became something that he wasn't through feeling ah, until it manifested. That's the moral of the story. You got to feel something even before you physically have it to get it. Last few verses and I'm done. And Isaac said unto his son, how is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord thy God brought it to me. So you're going to have different questions. Well, if you were that, what about this? If you that, what about this? If you that, what about this? If you that, so in your mind, the battleground of your mind, you're going to have to stand fast. With, I don't care what it looked like, Joker. I already got it. But you ain't this. Shut up. I already got it. Well, you, if you got it, how can you wear your, wear your beans at? I already got it. That's what this is, an exchange of his testing him. Do you really believe that you are that? Do you really feel that? Are you really who you say you are? Or are you false flagging? He was testing him. And he said, nah, man, I'm the real deal. I'm the real. Let's keep. Let me let me just keep reading. Uh-huh. Verse, verse 21. And I said unto Jacob, come near me, I pray thee, that I may feel thee. Okay, you talking good, but what you feeling? Uh-huh. So I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. Let me feel. How you feel? Let me test your feelings to see if you really are the millionaire you say you are. Let me test your feelings to see if you really are the business owner that you say you are. Let me test your feelings to see if you really are the president of this company that you say you want to aspire to, that you really want to be. Okay? You got to feel that you already are that before it manifests. And when your feelings get tested. Well, I don't see it yet. Where the evidence? Where the proof? What it is? What it that? What it that? You got to maintain the I don't care what it look like, Joker. I feel I am that. Until it comes. Whew. This is good to me. It said, and I just said unto Jacob, come near me. I pray thee that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice. But the hands are the hands of Esau, and he discerned him not. He was feeling like he was the one that deserved the blessing. He was feeling like that. Let's keep reading. And he said, art thou my very son Esau? And he said again, yep, I am. Are you really a millionaire? Yep. Are you really one that can attract clients and contracts and get invoices and get them paid and get out of and, and pay and go on extravagant vacations and all? Yep, I am. That's I am. I am that. He stuck with the feeling and he felt like it. Check this out. Verse, verse, verse 24. And he said, art thou my very son? He said, are you really that millionaire? Are you really the joker that done paid all your bills? Are you really the one that's out of debt completely now? Is that really you? Yep. And I got a divine surplus. 
Verse 25, and he said, bring it near to me and I will eat of my son's venison that my soul will bless thee. And he brought it over near him and he did eat and he brought him wine and he drank. So he even had wine with it, y'all. Some Pinot Grigio, some Chardonnay. So <laughs> let, me, let me keep going. Verse 26, and his father Isaac said unto him, come near me and kiss me, my son. And he came near him and he kissed him and he smelled him and he smelled. And he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him. And he blessed him, y'all. See, he had kept the feeling long enough to get what he was desiring. It worked. See, the smell of my son is as the smell of the field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore, Lord, now this is now he's about to manifest those things. He stayed in the feeling long enough. He answered all the questions of, is that really you? Are you really the one? Are you really the one? Yep, 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 yep. Therefore, God, give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee. He blessing them. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that curseth thee and blessed be everyone that blesseth thee. Boom. So he got the blessing. What's my point? My point is, is that he stayed in the feeling persisted in it long enough despite the questions despite the mental anguish despite the doubters despite the joker trying to get him to admit that he wasn't really at that level he didn't succumb to it he maintained it now i am the millionaire i am the billionaire i am the successful one i am the he 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 ammed the what he desired long enough until it came my question to you, what are you feeling now? Feel your desire. Feel that you are already that. How do you capture the feeling of it as it were true? Feel you driving down the road in your Rolls Royce ghost. Feel how you would feel if you were actually doing that and maintain that feeling till it comes. And you gonna mess around and have your Rolls Royce ghost. And come get me, cause I wanna ride shotgun with you. We're gonna have the music bumping. All the windows gonna be rolled down, and we're gonna be bouncing at the stoplight, looking around. Ah, ah. That's what this is. Manifesting the power of feelings. So when you're feeling some kind of way, when you get that bill in the mail that make it seem like you ain't that rich joker that you desire to be, make sure your feelings don't get out of whack. You still can maintain the feeling of being a rich, wealthy person. Why? Because if you maintain the feeling of it long enough, it will manifest. That's what the lesson is today. So, my friends, make sure your feelings, be monitoring your feelings throughout the day. Don't let yourself get too down. Don't let yourself feel nothing other than what you desire. Feel what it would feel like if it were already true and manifesting because it already is true. It's already in, the, it's already in creation. You're just springing it from the unseen world into the physical world. Okay? That is, so it, it is. The fact that you have the desire for it means that it's already there. You just have to bring it 
into your natural physical world. And you do that by maintaining a sense of what it would feel like if you had it in your hands right now. And as you maintain that feeling of joy, of peace, of excitement, you meditate on that. As you persist in that feeling, it'll come. Boom. So thanks so much for listening in today. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the Communication Guru podcast. Y'all, that, that, I'm just so excited, man. That just that blessed me. So I hope that, I hope that helped you. I hope that encouraged you. I hope that gave you some new stuff to be working on. And you can even drop me a line at Tim at Tim McMurtry International.com. Tim at Tim McMurtry International.com. Tim at Tim McMurtry, M-C-M-U-R-T-R-Y. Tim at Tim McMurtry International.com. Drop me a line and, you know, give me some, you know, testimonies and some victories and stuff like that of what you've been able to apply and get victorious through. Also, be on the lookout for the Morning Inspiration vlog. Uh, which are which are inspirational words of encouragement and insights. You know, it can be found on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And finally, if you have a communication issue that you may need assistance with, be it personal, professional, organizational, relational, business, whatever, uh, and you would like a free 15 to 30 minute consultation or discovery session, feel free to reach out to me again at Tim at Tim McMurtry International dot com. Uh, Tim at TimMcMurtryInternational.com with a brief uh, description of your issue. And we can, you know, hop on a call and we can chop it up a bit to see if we can help you uh, get your heart's desire. So, my friends, thanks so much uh, for listening and viewing. Uh, until next time, blessing and increase to you. Blessing and increase to you. <laughs> Amen. And bam.